trust in God and God will make your path straight. And in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. As always, when we come ready with the sermon and we're ready and everything's typed out and in big font so I can read it and not lose my track, as I pray, there's little whisperings coming and I kind of go, Lord, not now, because I was ready to go with what I had to say. But as we start today's passage, we see in, in the gospel today, we see a lot of dimensions to what Jesus is saying. The gate, he's the gatekeeper. He's the gate. And he's the shepherd. And in some ways you could also interpret that he becomes the sheepfold, the person in whom we go to abide and surround ourselves with so that, we can be, so that we can have that time of the Spirit. But looking at the lectionary today, the particular thing that I wanted to focus on was the idea of being the shepherd. There are a lot of themes in today's readings and if we look at the acts we look at the psalm and even looking at peter and the gospel one of the things that we need to consider is the idea of shepherding the first part is to be shepherded the second part is to have the example of the shepherd through jesus christ and of course the last part is how do we become a community of shepherds how do we shepherd others and this is where things deviate from what I've written. But I'll keep going as best as I can. When we look at the idea of shepherding and the idea of doing things, we look to our example, who is Jesus Christ. And when we read the passage today, there are no shortcuts to becoming a shepherd. You can't bypass the gospel and tell people you're going to lead. You're going to lead them. You can't come into being a shepherd and believe some parts of the gospel and leave others out. The gospel is the gospel message of life. If you are coming to be a shepherd as our Lord Jesus Christ was, then you are bringing words of life and you're bringing words that are going to give life abundantly. When we look at the Pharisees, I am sure they could trace their lineage from... Aaron all the way through because there was a tribe that was allocated in, in, in the Israeli nation to be the priests and the scribes and the Pharisees. So I'm sure they could do the lineage. I'm sure they could prove that they were the right person to be the Pharisee based on the Torah. But when we look at the reading today, it's not, that's not the gate that Jesus is talking about. And that's not the gate that John speaks about throughout his gospel. The gates that is spoken about throughout the gospel and throughout John and the one that Jesus, I think, is speaking about is the part where we, where we read in Peter today, where we die to the world and rise in Christ. To be a shepherd for Jesus, you've got to allow parts of yourself to die off, those parts that are based on worldliness. In Peter we read... Rid yourself of malice, of guile, of insincerity, of envy, of slander. If you are going to be a shepherd, then you're not there to lord it over others. You're not there to put them in their place. You're not there to judge. You're not, 
That's not part of being a shepherd. You're not there to do as um, Peter says. Be insincere, to do things out of jealousy. I'll be the shepherd because I'm a better shepherd than that person over there. That idea of competition and doing things out of a competitive nature, it's just not the way of the kingdom. So we can't have any shortcuts. To go through the gates, we need to die to the world and we need to rise in Christ. We need to allow the gospel to sit in us and so that the fruits of the Holy Spirit of peace, kindness, compassion, caring, self-control can all be evident in what we do. As much as many, as many times as we come across people that hate us or want us to fail or want us to fall over, we need to hold the fruits of the Holy Spirit and be generous and kind to all. And as we do our shepherding, we've got a great example and we've got the gospel to tell us how, that we, how can we prove that we are shepherds. But it comes down to another idea. And that is the one that is in Psalms. Psalm 23 presents someone that is being cared for. Someone that is being cared for by the Spirit of God. Being led to still waters, comforted as they walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The shepherded one, us, finds wellness and goodness and mercy in our relationship with God, in our time with God. The psalmist writes about how he lacks nothing because the Lord is his shepherd. We read on Resurrection Sunday how Jesus had told, the, had told Mary and the other Mary that he'd been risen and that he'd moved on, that he's going to move on to Galilee and that he wants them to go back and tell his brothers where to meet him. We need ourselves to have that time with God. If we are going to be shepherds, we cannot do shepherding in our own power. We need the time to sit by still waters. We need the time to allow God to feed us, to nurture us and surround us. If you yourself are not still in the Lord, and still doesn't mean life is exactly how you want it, Biblical stillness is not about life is perfect and it's everything that I want it to be. Biblical stillness just means that I know that God is with me and that no matter what I have to face, I don't have to worry. I don't have to think that I am alone in whatever part of my journey I am travelling. If you don't have that, well, can I encourage you to take a moment to stop shepherding and to turn and have some time to be shepherded. We are often very, want, we are, we, as a community, we often want the church to grow. We often want things to happen. But Ecclesiastes talks about the seasons. There is a season to plough the ground. There is a season to plant the seeds. There is a time to take the fruit off the vine. There is a time for war, there is a time for peace. If you read that passage, there are a lot more, there are a lot more things that we, we look at in terms of the season. But as a shepherd, there is a time to shepherd others, but then there is a time for you to go into the stillness of the Lord, to sit 
by still waters and allow yourself to be shepherded? When's the last time you really took some time out to sit by still waters? And maybe you've done it recently, and this isn't a judgment statement. As with any sermon, it's always a few ideas that I ask you to consider and just go, on a scale of me to being Christ-like, where do I sit? Because when Jesus was preaching and teaching and going through Galilee and all the places, he would always find time to sit by still waters with God. We often read how when, when there's a big event, oh, Jesus was praying and then he came to the people. Or after he had finished preaching, Jesus went off to be with his father. As he approached, we had Maundy Thursday, as he approached the three days, the three significant days of his passion, the first thing that he did, he went and prayed to God. So we too, as people that are shepherding, need to be shepherded at times. We need to take our rest in the Lord. But then Acts 2 talks about the idea of us being a shepherding community, one that reaches out into the world. We often think of shepherding as a one-to-one relationship, a lone shepherd with a lone sheep, helping each other in a one-to-one basis, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some of our most significant stories in the Bible are where Jesus has spoken to the person one-to-one. Jesus with the woman at the well. Significant part of the story. But that time doesn't stop there. The time moves on to the one, Jesus to the one person, to Jesus to the whole village. We can't, we can't discount the role that we have in bringing everyone together on our journey. We are in a time where we are praying for growth. We are in a time where we are asking God to help us by bringing people that need to be shepherded, by allowing our spiritual growth to grow and asking us to and praying to have the promptings on how we do our mission by reaching into our community. In this time of refreshment, renewal and reformation in our parish, we are challenging the functions, the practices, the environment of our parish to release things that do not serve us and our relationship with God in order to release the kingdom into this area. We need, as a community, to let things die. We also need to release things that aren't serving us. But more importantly, we need to allow the things that are serving us to flourish. The weeds need to be pulled out so that the plants that God has planted among us have a space to grow. The reading from Acts today inspires me to challenge you to think about ourselves as a community of shepherds. The community of Acts is a chosen race, a royal priesthood, as Peter Peter writes, a holy nation. And in this time and space and place, we are God's holy people. We are the chosen nation. We are the ones that God is asking to release the gospel into the community. As we come to the temple to worship, and spend time together, 
we must also realise that this is not the end of our story. As we read in Acts, from the worship and from the temple, they went home, broke bread, and showed goodwill to everyone that they came across. For all intents and purposes, this was the way that the community shepherded. By coming together, to be in each other's space, to pray for each other, to nurture each other, to allow the Spirit of God, to the promptings of the Spirit of God to be answered and then going out into the world and sharing the message. Through this example, we can see that the commu- being a community of shepherds involves prayer, economic generosity, a culture of hospitality, the gathering around worship, And rejoicing in our togetherness. And I rejoice in our togetherness over the last two services where we've been combined. We had a combined service here for Resurrection Sunday. And we had a combined service for Anzac Day. It was lovely to see people from St Linus who have never been to St Matthew's. And it was lovely at St Linus to see people from St Matthew's that had never been there before. At least in my time, maybe before. But then it also leaves the question of, well, if you can't make the 10.30 service at St. Matthew's, then I know now you can get to the 9 o'clock service at uh, St. Linus. So there's no excuse not to come to worship. So that's given me some heart. But nevertheless, that's not the focus of the sermon. Through this example, we can see that in our togetherness, we find strength in the spirit. When we come together as a united body of Christ, with all the gifts, with all our diverse gifts, that is when we allow our parish to prosper. As we pray our prayer for growth in numbers, in spiritual growth, and of course in our mission, today's reading shows us that to add to our numbers We have to be a shepherding community for those who have never heard the gospel or have heard the gospel and forgotten it or have heard the gospel and allowed the weeds to surround them and they've they've lost the message. We need to help people remember the gospel message in their life and help them renew that commitment to Jesus. And of course, their baptismal vows. As a shepherding community, we have to reach into spaces that do not look like they are ready to receive the gospel. It's easy to look at a church and go, well, I can go into a church and I can have fellowship there. But all you're doing is what Jesus said, being with those that are like-minded. The blessing comes when we are with those that are not of our like minds. And we need to go into those spaces that we think aren't ready for the gospel and allow them to be fertile so that we can release the kingdom there and allow it to prosper. And of course, as I said earlier, we cannot be a shepherding community if we try and find shortcuts. We need to wrestle with the word. We need to wrestle with the promptings of the Holy Spirit so that we know how to strengthen our resolve and commitment 
to what God wants us to do. As we bring to light the the resurrected Jesus in our community, let us take time to be by the still waters and make sure that we have a Sabbath where we refresh ourselves regularly. A Sabbath where things are still so that we can hear the voice of God rise above all the noise of our life. And can I encourage you to keep seeking to be Christ-like in your life so that you can understand how the gospel asks you to exemplify Jesus in everything that you do. There is a passage that... Part of Acts 2... Spirit's not letting me go because it wants me just to reflect on one more thing. That the generosity of what happens in our lives as we leave by the Spirit adds to our numbers, not when we think that we've done anything, but when we acknowledge that the Spirit is working in our midst and working in you and me and in the community around us. The Spirit wants us to remember that we don't do things in our own power. We convict no one. The Spirit convicts on behalf of the Father because Jesus says, you only have knowledge of the Father because the Father has allowed you to have it. So let us pray as we shepherd. Let us pray that the Father allows people in our lives to have the knowledge of Jesus as the the Lord and Messiah of our lives and the spirit can grow in them and that fire can allow them to grow and then of course we hope they come to worship with us the lord be with you